gentlemen, it's time for the action in the main attraction here on the Sweet Science Class. What's up, everybody? Thank you for joining today's episode, and today, it's heavyweight season. We just saw Deontay Wilder defeat Luis Ortiz for a second time, defending and retaining his belt for the tenth time, joining Muhammad Ali as the fifth longest title defense reign, and we're only a week and a half away from the epic rematch in Saudi Arabia between Anthony Joshua and Andy Ruiz. So really, we're just going to talk about what we saw this past weekend, and talk about what we're going to see in 10 or 11 days on December 7th, and then we'll get out of here. So I got the full crew with me. What's up, Felix? What's going on, Sweet Science class? Looks like the heavyweight division is alive, baby. What's up, Jakeem? Yo, what's up, fellas? What's up, Sweet Science class? What's up, Landon? Yo, what's up, Sweet Science class family? Just saw an atomic knockout last weekend. Looking forward to the future. Let's get to it. So we're just going to discuss what we saw between Deontay Wilder and Luis Ortiz, what we think can happen with Wilder from here. I mean, we assume he goes in. We're hearing that February, I believe, 22nd is, you know, it's penciled in for the Fury rematch. They're supposed to finalize it in the next week or two. We're going to see what happens between AJ and Ruiz. Then we'll know who the the three-headed monster is yet again. It's kind of taken a couple shapes and forms over the last year or so, but... We'll be back to the final three. Before I pass it to the guys and, you know, we start breaking this down, I just got something I got to get off my chest, and I'm going to try to make this as quick as possible. This probably is going to piss some people off, but I've always been a very brutally blunt, honest, sarcastic asshole of a person. I'm also a vegan animal rights activist, so I'm used to people really not liking what I have to say, so it doesn't bother me one bit. So all you boxing fans, you so-called boxing fans out there, for years and years, I had to hear you bitch and moan about Floyd Mayweather. Fighters like that. Boxing's boring. All he do is run. All he does is jab and hold. Vladimir Klitschko. All he does is jab and hold. Boxing's boring. The heavyweight division is boring. We miss Mike Tyson. We want knockouts. Then you get a man like Deontay Wilder, who with one punch puts people on their back and basically sends them to the hospital. He is everything you could ask for, almost like out of a comic book. I mean, it is laughably, comically, what you want to see in boxing, and you still complain about it. And it's not even like he's a evil, rude, crazy person talking about eating people's children. He's a family man with lots of kids. He's very nice, very humble, very friendly to everyone he speaks to. He started boxing for his daughter with a disease trying to make money after working two to three jobs i mean he is literally everything you could want to enjoy as a boxer in the ring and out of the ring but because he uh he oh he jabs a little ugly and he's not the greatest boxer y'all hate him 
Now, I've noticed a lot of the people that hate him are older, and a good chunk of those older people are Caucasian just like me. And that just makes me raise a question. I'm not going to dive deep into that pool of ignorance, but I think there's a, a slight undertone of racism behind it. No one liked Floyd Mayweather. I'm sure at the time, no one liked Ali. Uh, it upsets people seeing a black man confident beating everyone in front of them. And I, I, don't, I don't understand it. Because I have a feeling if this was Jerry Cooney or Jerry Corey or Tommy Morrison, y'all'd be singing a little bit of a different tune. Because it's Deontay Wilder, you hate it. It makes no sense. Why don't you stop hating and just appreciate what you have in front of you? You basically have a cartoon character that touches somebody and turns their lights off. And you can't appreciate it because his jab's ugly. So that's the end of my rant. But from now on, I used to yell boom every time Wilder landed a right hand. But from now on, I'm yelling boomer every time he lands a right hand on these people. And I know it makes y'all mad, and that kind of makes me happy. So now I'm going to pass it to the guys. Felix, what are your thoughts on the fight, what happens with Wilder from here, or what I said? Hey, let me, let me backdoor on what you were talking about. Now, I don't have to go that far back to find fighters, you know, that Caucasian fighters, white fighters, however you want to say. Look at guys now. Dude like Conor McGregor. Everybody loves Conor McGregor. And he, man, that dude got the biggest mouth of them all. Tyson Fury talks a lot of shit. They love Tyson Fury for his, you know, his uh, comeback from mental illness and stuff like that. I even heard guys say that he was a disgrace to American boxing. Like, they didn't want him representing uh, our country as far as a heavyweight fighter. And like you said, he's the ultimate American dream. If you look at, he started boxing at the age of 20, made a, what, won a bronze medal. Didn't have really much of an amateur career, so that's why you see 30, 35 fights against lower uh, lower competition because the guy started at 20 years old. He wasn't a guy starting at 12, 13 like most of these heavyweights. So, give him, you know, there is a lot of racial undertones with this stuff, man, because it is a lot of the older white men going at him. There's a lot of inconsistencies, man, and I don't like to pull the race car for a lot of stuff, but when I see inconsistencies, I mean, you got to call a spade a spade, man, and there is a lot of racial undertones, but... As far as the fight, I said it on the last episode, this is the most exciting fighter to watch in boxing. And why? It's it's like watching um, Barry Bonds at the plate. You don't know when it's going to go over the fence, man. I mean, the dude's just patient. He sits there and he waits for the right moment. He does, I, don't, I, I truly believe now he's not going to fight to win rounds against certain fighters because if he knows he can't outbox these dudes, why waste your energy? Why? Just... Do what you got to do to set up that right hand. If it takes you six, seven rounds, so be it. And that's what a lot of these guys don't like. They think that, oh, they're trying to find, like, oh, well, all he's trying to do is set up that right hand. Why not? Same with, like, like I, I know I always go back to other sports, but, like, you got to do, like, Shaquille O'Neal. Remember the knock on him was all he can do is dunk. Well, shit, if I'm scoring 30, 35 points a game and all I'm doing is dunking, I'm going to keep doing it. Well, I mean, why change it? So, I truly believe that 2019, with the whole fury and the water buildup and leading up to the Brazil, and then you have this knockout with Ortiz, these knockouts leading, you know, going into 2020, I think this is going to be the year of Deontay Wilder. I truly believe that. I think this is going to be the year where he becomes a household name. A lot of it's going to have to do with the what happens with the fury fight, of course. He has to win that fight. But the whole press and leading up to it, 
You know, it's a Fox event. They're going to have NFL playoffs. They're going to be having him probably on the show. You know, they're going to be having a lot of promo leading up to this. And you got two guys who can talk. So, yeah, I mean, the future for Deontay Water is looking really bright. And I'm excited. All right. And I want to thank y'all for, for speaking up and saying that because, you know, as the, the lone brother in the group, you know, if I say anything defending a black fighter, I'll get accused of being in the the LDBC or PBC stand or something like that. So I'm glad y'all said it. So I don't even need to touch on it. But the fight, I predicted a knockout. I predicted an early knockout. And I was kind of worried how Ortiz would look because of his last couple fights. But he looked good. I had him winning, I think, five rounds. Yeah, I had him winning five rounds, the fight. And say what you want about Deontay Wilder, you can call his right hand, whatever. But I like to call it the eraser because it can erase all the shit that he done before the rest of the fight before the fight. It doesn't matter before the knockdown. It doesn't matter because his right hand could erase all the, the things that he didn't do before the fight. And he was one thing I liked about water. He was real patient. He was patient. Like he knew it was coming and he's willing to, to lose rounds. The dude lost almost every round and it's, it's becoming repetitive. Almost every fight. He lose almost every round. But it doesn't matter because his right hand will erase everything that happens before, and he's going to knock the dude out. People don't really, I think they'll appreciate it much later. Like, this is an incredible run that he, I know he didn't knock out Fury, but just his, his record, his knockout percentage is really high. Like, I think that this will be, it, it won't be appreciated now. A lot of people are hating, but later they're going to appreciate this, man. We, we haven't seen this. We haven't seen one, one punch knockout power like this. I don't think ever. You know, his right hand is dangerous. It's a missile. And from here, he has to fight Fury again. It's going to be interesting to see if he can keep this up. Yeah, I really thought this fight was exactly how I thought it was going to go. Luis Ortiz danced around. He was the pro. He fought in that Cuban style the whole time. And just around the middle part of the fight, I think I missed it by one round, and Deontay turned his lights off. This dude is going to do exactly what he needs to do to win the fight. And... Much like the problem that a lot of these people have with technical boxers on how they take too long and how they might not come with the heat every single fight, I kind of feel like Deontay's getting a certain variation of that problem being a power puncher. Is he taking too long for, you know, to get the knockout? What's going on? I mean, is there pleasing anybody fully? And I think we're at the point in boxing to where we're realizing that you can't please everybody. There's always going to be a descent to a certain type of style. But overall, I do agree with what Dustin was saying in the beginning, that I think this particular situation is race-related. I think a lot of people don't like a powerful black man with an extremely brash style, loud, charismatic. I think it bothers a lot of people, and I, I think it's a lot of horseshit, but it's something that's alive in America and in the world today, and it's unfortunately something we all have to deal with. But... Good on Deontay. Like Jakeem said, he's the eraser. I like to say he has the atomic hands. I mean, whatever name you use for him is accurate in the name of his power because it's there and it's generational. It's something that is of historical proportions. Yeah, it is. There's probably no way to decide who is the strongest, heaviest puncher. I mean, it's subjective. There's no way to run a test on it. But he's in the conversation. Foreman, Shavers, Tyson... Julian Jackson, I know it's a smaller weight class, but still, pound for pound, power. He's in the conversation, and you can't 
argue that at this point. I also had I had Luis Ortiz five to one. I think I gave Wilder the second round. I had it five to one. Then when we went into the seventh round, I told everyone in my house, I said, Well, we're entering the second half of the fight. Let's see how Ortiz's training will do him now. And ironically, that end of that seventh round is when that right hand landed. And Wilder was probably losing that round too. And Wilder almost got wobbled moments before that. Like, I love how calm and patient he stays. Like the, the guys were saying, he doesn't worry about losing rounds. He just stays calm. And that's a thing that we discussed Saturday night between us privately. A lot of times power punchers, when they start losing rounds, they can get wild. They can get desperate. They can get very hungry to land that shot. He can, oh, be, yeah. he can be 10 rounds down, and it doesn't matter. He will stay patiently looking down the sniper rifle, waiting to detonate it right on your face. So I really don't understand the hate. I've even met Deontay Wilder. Took a picture with him. Very, very friendly, very humble. And I've even seen people saying he just loses rounds. All he's looking for is the knockout. Like Felix said, who cares? He knocks him out. What is your complaint? A guy at work to me today said, yeah, I mean, but but he doesn't show a lot of skill up to that. And I go, but who won? Yeah, but I mean, but but who won and how? Was it by knockout? Or is he almost 100% knockout? You sound silly. Stop nitpicking and just appreciate yeah. it. And I want to go back on what Landon was talking about, how you have a lot of people that aren't pleased. You know how you were talking about how you have to defend the technical fighters and, you know, versus a guy like Wilder. You can't really compare that because for these people to hate on Wilder's style, it just shows me that they're just hating. Then you're not watching boxing for entertainment because if you're not entertained by this, I don't know why you're watching the sport. Now, if you're entertained by, you know, a guy like B-Vol, a technical fighter like that, I like stuff like that. I just, you know, I throw shots at my boys, you know, say that oh, he puts me to sleep and stuff like that. But I appreciate that. Why can't you like both is my whole point. Why can't you be a fan of different styles? Why Why must you, oh, I like this style. That means everybody else's style sucks. Everybody else is, you know, I, I, it's terrible. No, man, I like, you know, I, I like all kinds of styles. I like all kinds of music. I like all kinds of, you know, it's just, I don't get it. I've never understood that either. I mean, I, I, I love Willie Pep and Sweet P. Whitaker, and then I like Triple G and Chavez and Arturo Gatti and Mickey Ward. I mean, you have to you know, like every style. It entertains you. You know what I mean? That's what I mean. Like, you can be entertained. Hey, you like action movies? You might like romance. Why can't you? You know what I mean? Like, it entertains you. Why can't I like two different type of fighters? Exactly. I'm a metalhead that likes hip-hop. Stop putting yourself into one box. It's, it's weird to me. You want a power puncher, then you get a power puncher, possibly the most ridiculous one ever, but uh, he jabs a little funny. Uh, give me a break. I guarantee you if his name was Teddy Jones from Columbus, Ohio, people would be bowing at his feet, and you'd be seeing a lot of a different reception, and that's what's fucked up about this country and this current situation and how a lot of these people view this issue. Yep, that's why I brought up Jerry Corey and Tommy Morrison. I just, I just feel like, yeah, I think, okay, we've said it. Yeah. I've said it. I'm not gonna beat beat a dead horse. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but no, and it is true, man. Like we have something in front of us that is generational. It doesn't matter how great he is or how he compares to Ali or how he compares to Tyson. He's here right now. This is a generational talent. Yes, it is a talent. You don't just back your way into a bronze medal. And, and suck 
you're way too a uh, uh, heavyweight title. That kind of sounded gay. My bad. But <laughs> oh man, it's just the guy has the resume. I mean, he's he's built himself up from from 20 years old from the day he started. Now he's what 34, 34, 35, going into 35. I mean, that's that's a great development, man. How many people can start this sport at the age of 20, win a heavyweight title, and but I mean, he has a gift. He has a gift, and I, I respect it. Yeah, Felix, like you said, he he's 34 years old. And I, one thing I hate is when whenever Deontay Wilder's mentioned, they everybody wants to make up Mike Tyson. Y'all got to get over that shit. That was like 86, 87. You know, start bringing up somebody else's name whenever yeah, Deontay Tyson Wilder. Won at 20, and he's exactly. age. Exactly. And Deontay Wilder, he's progressed. Y'all got to appreciate him right now, man. Oh, this is what I wanted to bring up when Dustin was talking about you know, in his commentary, in his last three fights, because I like to go out the last three or four fights, there's this narrative that Deontay Wilder throws windmills and he throws wild. He knocked Fury on his ass. I didn't see any windmills. He knocked Brazil on his ass. I didn't see any windmills. And he knocked Ortiz on his ass. I didn't see any windmills. So where the fuck is this narrative coming from? I do feel like he's he's calmed down in the last year or two. That two-piece that dropped Fury in the 12th was one of the crispiest two-pieces ever. The right hand on Brazil was straight through Ortiz, both Ortiz fights. I mean, and the one the other night. That right hand that dropped him was as straight as an arrow. So he has calmed down a lot on the wildness, but that's still all you're going to hear. Yeah, he's going to carry that till even if he's undisputed. Meanwhile, Tyson Fury uppercutted himself in the face. But you know who, who's you know who, who's keeping score. He's not orthodox fighter, and he can be a smidge boring at times. He's very unorthodox and boring, and yeah, he's the opposite of of Wilder, the total opposite. But they love Fury. He didn't look good against Wallen, but he was bleeding. So yeah. <laughs> There's always this narrative, like, it's kind of like, you know, with the whole Gotti War shit and, you know, Timothy Brandy and uh, with a Preventikov, whatever. People like those kind of fights. They get entertained by that, but it's like, where's the technicality there? They're, they're not even defending each other <laughs> themselves. Like, I just never, a, that's what I mean by the inconsistency. They contradict themselves constantly. Yeah. Anything else on the Wilder Ortiz subject or Wilder specifically before we move on to Saudi Arabia? Well, just to add to it, I mean, I think it's worth mentioning the future of Luis Ortiz as well. Like, with what I saw, not many people are going to be able to beat the Luis Ortiz that I saw because the only reason he got knocked out of there was because Deontay possesses the power that we've all been raving about for however long we've been talking at this point. Really, I I say he beats everybody out there except for... uh, Tyson Fury. Loser should fight Ortiz between AJ and uh, Ruiz. That's actually what he's calling for. Ortiz wants the loser, and he says he wants to work his way back up the ladder. And, yeah, I mean, we may laugh at him for being anywhere between 40 and 53, but for an old man, he looked real good. And I think he gives Ruiz a run. I think he could give Joshua a run. Fury, I, I would I would love to see that just size-wise. He would beat Brazil. He would beat Joyce. He would beat... You know what I mean? Ortiz would beat most of these people, but we're still going to make fun of his age and say Wilder has beaten an old man twice and blah, blah, blah. You know, y'all can pick and choose yeah, your narratives and you all got, day. Well, like, 
you got people like other boxers that are in the heavyweight division that make fun of Wilder for fighting Ortiz, won't fight him themselves. So, I'm not going to say names, but there has been, you know, people that knock Wilder, oh, he's fighting Ortiz again, you know, Ortiz, old man, blah, blah. But yet, you haven't fought him. And they won't. And you can't say, because it's all like the dudes in the ranks. I mean, he's there, he's amongst, I think he's in the top five heavyweights. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Definitely. I mean, he beats the shit out of Joe Parker, in my opinion. That's the sad part. I think he could beat Dillian White. You know what I mean? I think he could beat. I would like to see Ortiz versus Usyk. Man, he'd beat. Oh, Ortiz. Uh, Ortiz would probably beat Joshua Fury and that like Ruiz. Those are like 50-50 fights. I think I agree. Yeah, I agree. Because he was beating Water. I, I thought every round from what I was watching, and I don't see maybe Fury would be a uh, an awkward fighter. But the other two, I think, man, I think Ortiz can go toe to toe with them. Yep, I do too. I guess we'll uh, put a button on that one. We're going to move on to the future, and I'm very, very excited. We're about 10 days away, ladies and gentlemen. Will it be repeat? Will it be revenge? Was it a bad night for AJ? Or does Ruiz just have his number? We got Anthony Joshua versus Andy Ruiz for every other belt minus the WBC that Wilder holds. Saudi Arabia, December 7th, a week and a half away. I think the whole world is very excited for this rematch. But we're going to go in reverse circle this time. Let's start it with Landon. What are your thoughts on this fight? What do you expect? And, you know, who are you picking? We can give our predictions here. Because we will not be doing a podcast episode next week. We're going to let this one circulate for the next week and a half. So this is it. we got to get it out. Who do we think wins? Okay, well... Really, I think I'm going to end up being the odd man out in this situation. I'm picking Ruiz, knockout again, probably in the mid-rounds, probably say around round seven. So exactly like last fight? Yeah. I just think he really has his number at this point. I mean, panic attack during the first match or not. I mean, Joey Devechko evidently knocked him out in training. There was a lot of things that gave AJ adversity, but I just really think that on that night, Ruiz had him. And I think now Ruiz is what he sees before he goes to sleep every night. He's that bad place in his head where the nightmares hide. I just really think that Ruiz is going to be the devil that AJ can't shake. And he's going to see him again in Saudi Arabia. Ruiz is going to get on the inside again. And I think we're going to see a whole lot of the same. The bodybuilder is going to fall and the fat guy is going to win. And then ultimately, I think we'll see a unification match with Wilder, which will lead us to... uh, the baddest man on the planet being the undisputed heavyweight champion of the world. This is just another avenue for it to get there. All right. Uh, I've been I've been going back and forth with my decision for like a couple of months now. I've been pretty much 50-50, but honestly, I feel like I feel like AJ he's going to come he's going to fight a different fight than last time for sure. Well, I'm going to say I feel like I'm 100% positive that he he's not going to fight the same fight he did last time. Like Landon said, he would uh there was a lot of things going on with him pre-fight. Nobody knows really what went on, but he didn't seem like himself. But this fight, I feel like it's going to be similar to the Joseph Parker fight. It might be a very, very boring fight. What he has to do to win, he has to jab, jab, hold, jab, jab, hold all 12 rounds. I, I, I feel like that's the only way he can beat Ruiz because he cannot let Ruiz get inside and throw combinations from, from close range like he did last time because Ruiz is a dangerous fighter. I feel like it can happen again, but ain't no way in hell AJ, he's going to let that happen again. I feel like he's going to hold him when he get in, 
referee might let a couple things slide, you know. No matter what you think coming into the match, Josh was still the A side. And I feel like the referee will play to that. I feel like he, he's he's going to let Joshua hold all 12 rounds. And I feel like AJ's going to win by decision. Well, you know, uh, like Jakeem, I think after that fight, we thought maybe that Ruiz kind of not exposed Joshua, but might have been a bad matchup for him. I mean, we've seen that in history. We've seen a lot of guys in history that, in our eyes and, and, and the way we view them, they probably were the, the superior fighter. But there was that one guy that they probably fought once or twice that probably wasn't as good resume-wise, but just had their number. And I thought that at first with this fight. But now that we're getting closer to the day, you know, I'm watching the training videos. I'm, I'm, I'm buying into the hype, just like any fan does. I'm, I'm leaning Anthony Joshua. And I think it might be like a late, late knockout. Because for him to be in Madison Square Garden at the panic attack, allegedly got knocked out in, in, in sparring. He still went out there and, and put Ruiz on his ass. So let's say AJ goes in there with a clear mind, great training camp. It's not really home field advantage, but it kind of is because this venue and everything is kind of catered to him because he's still the A side and everything like that. He's going to be comfortable. I truly believe he's going to get the revenge, man. And, and there's no knock on Ruiz. You know, I think Ruiz made a great accomplishment by being the first heavyweight champion, you know, Mexican heavyweight champion. But I don't know, man. I mean, I think we kind of – we look at one fight and we get prisoner of the moment. We got to forget that Anthony Joshua is still one of the best heavyweights in the world. And I know a lot of people say that, okay, if Anthony Joshua wins, are we going to get the Wilder fight? And maybe if we do, it's not going to be – it's not going to have as much luster as it did before because they were both undefeated. At that point, but call me crazy, man. I think it all depends on this fighter. If Anthony Joshua goes out there and looks impressive and looks like the way he's always looked and wins his belts back, hey, I, I think it gets the buzz. I don't, I don't. See, and this is that old for me, brother. Man, we bring him up every episode, but it, I mean, that's what we got. And that's the era we live in where he put so much stock in an L. But I look at it like, hey, man, if, if AJ goes out there, bounces back from a defeat, Mad respect for him. That's just the type of person I am. I mean, this is a fight game. This this is adversity. This is I know it's cliche, like, oh, there's not how many times you you know, you get knocked down but how many times you get back up, but it's true, man. I mean, this is we're gonna see what Anthony Joshua really is about, man. And I'm pretty excited because I love seeing fighters back against the wall when they were already on top. Dude had all the belts, man. He was on top of the fucking world. And all of a sudden, boom, it took one shot. To the equilibrium, boom, all, all his belts gone. So it's going to say a lot about his character, man. I'm pretty excited. And for me, it's kind of a mixture of all that. I might be repeating some of the things. Uh, it may even sound like I'm making excuses for AJ in the first fight, but if you know me, I'm not a gigantic Joshua fan. When Wilder Joshua was being discussed so much, I was extremely on the side of Wilder. I like Joshua. I think he's a good fighter, but I also like Ruiz, and Ruiz won the first fight. I was very excited. So I'm not like this AJ fanboy. I mean, I enjoy him as a fighter. I'm just keeping it real off what I think and what I've seen. I think it is. He had a lot of the stress being in America for the first time. He had the pressure of all the belts, being undefeated. Wilder had just destroyed Brazil. I think he felt the pressure of trying to match that performance. We heard that he got, you know, clipped in sparring, maybe had a concussion, panic attack in the back. 
heard about an argument with his dad and Eddie Hearn. And here's something I've also been thinking about that hasn't been brought up yet. Originally, it was supposed to be against Big Baby Miller. And him and Big Baby Miller did not like each other at all. And they were talking a lot of shit to each other at the press conference. And I think Joshua had this crazy mindset going into that. It was a lot of animosity. I want to hurt this dude who keeps calling me these names and trying to downplay everything I am. Well, then when he gets shoved aside, you get replaced last minute with this very friendly, chubby, happy, smiley guy who's talking zero trash, trying to take selfies and take pictures with the belt at the press conference. I'm sure that's odd. I'm sure that's a big 180. So his mindset completely changed. I feel like you add all that into a big old ball, and we saw less than great Joshua, who, like Felix said, still dropped Ruiz in the third round. He seems to have cut off a lot of the muscle, coming in a little more lean, which is something I think we've all said he should do for a while. I think he's going to take a page out of the Vladimir Klitschko book. Jab, jab, hold, just like Jakeem said. I've been thinking about that a lot. He's going to try to be like a Vladimir Klitschko. Also, how we fought against Joseph Parker. Fight on the outside. Stay behind the jab. Clinch when you get inside. And I also, like Jakeem said, I see a Joshua decision. That's the prediction I've landed on. I don't know if he can knock out Ruiz. Uh, that Mexican chin, it seemed like Ruiz got up even better when he got dropped in the third. But maybe he can stop him late. Maybe a late stoppage, but I'm edging an AJ decision. That's the way I'm taking it. And I do agree. We see someone lose, and we just forget everything they've done. People want to say he's a quitter. I don't think he quit. They want to say he's chinny. He got up against Vladimir and knocked him out. And let's not forget that Lennox Lewis got one punch dropped by Oliver McCall and Hasim Rockman and came back and defeated them both immediately and got his belts right back. That's how I see this going. I don't think AJ's done, and if he wins, it's very impressive to take that loss and lose everything and come back strong. And he seems like he's being a bit of a recluse. He's staying out of the interviews. He ain't even getting no haircut. I think he's taking this real, real serious, and I'm leaning towards AJ. But having said all that, I see it still as a 50-50 fight. And because I'm saying I think AJ wins, doesn't mean I'm rooting for him. I like both guys. I truly don't care. I just want to see an epic fight. I'm afraid, I, I kind of agree with what Jakeem said. If he fights the Vladimir Klitschko style, it could be a little boring. It could be a little lackluster. I'm hoping for an epic war. I truly don't care who wins. But if I'm putting money on it, which I will, I'm saying AJ decision. But all I care for is a heavyweight epicness of a match. And then I just want to see the winner fight Wilder. Or I guess two months after this fight will probably be the Wilder Fury rematch if all goes well. So maybe the winner of Wilder Fury fight the winner of this, and then we finally have an undisputed top dog. That's what we've wanted for a long, long time. Brandon, not so fast. What? Oh, not to cut you off, but I heard Landon say this too about the undisputed. What if Ruiz wins it and vacates the WBO, PBC? Well, then that shows you exactly what PBC's intentions are, just like we talked about in the last episode. Wouldn't that, wouldn't that throw like? Wouldn't that fuck everything up? Like. You finally have a makeable fight. Two two guys like this is the Ruiz win. You got two guys together in the same you know same bubble that you can make a fight easily, and it can't be an undisputed fight because y'all don't want nothing to do with one of the belts. Yeah, it'd be a shame. 
And I think the underlying tone of that is to avoid Bud Crawford at welterweight. But I do think they'll drop the WBO. Eddie Hearns also said that if it's not the WBO that gets dropped, it might be the IBF because there'll be conflicting issues with the mandatories. But unification trumps mandatory. And that's a fact. So I don't see the issue. If they're trying to go for all the marbles undisputed, that trumps mandatory. And to me, that's a contradiction, and they can't say that. They have to keep the belt. They probably won't, but we all know unification trumps mandatory. So I don't. I know they're going to probably drop it, but I don't want to hear that from them. They can't stand on that foot because we know the rules. Yeah, and that's why I'm kind of conflicted too because I, I really do want root. Like I don't really root for fighters, but it'll be cool to see Ruiz win. But at the same time, I'm like, but I would like like to see an undisputed fighter and. And if Joshua wins, they'll have all the belts, and then eventually we can get that fight against the WBC champion, whoever it is at that particular time. And I agree with what you said. If Joshua looks good and gets his belts back, I'm just as excited for Wilder Joshua. That loss does nothing for me. Manny Pacquiao got knocked out by Marquez in the fourth fight and still fought Floyd. We were all extremely excited, and plenty of people thought Manny was going to win despite him getting starched by Marquez. And and you just talked about Lennox Lewis who got freaking sparked twice. Twice. Came back and won. Okay. And where do y'all rank Lennox Lewis all the time? In? Most people have him top five heavyweight top ten. He's I mean, in my top five. Lennox is easily one of my favorite heavyweights of all time. He's top, he's top three for me. But that's yeah. a whole <laughs> podcast. But <laughs> Yeah, like y'all said, I don't, I don't think the, the loss really matters that much. I still... Wilder and Joshua are still the heavyweight fight that I want to see. And if it's for Undisputed and you have the whole UK versus USA thing, like that's still the match to make. There's nothing better than Undisputed America so, versus UK heavyweight. And, uh, and put another thing on it. Let's say if Joshua loses his fight. But then after this, he keeps winning all his fights. Dude, he lost to the same dude. That dude has his number. Stop putting so much stock in losses, man. It'd be like saying Ortiz is done because he lost to Wilder twice. Yeah. It'd be like saying Shane Mosley was done because he lost to, what was uh Vernon Forrest. Yeah. And didn't Vernon Forrest lose to Mallorca twice? Twice. Yeah, we could go down this tunnel all day and they keep going. They keep going. Everybody has, you can be the best person in the world. Everybody has that guy. It's just, hey, if you're undefeated, you just haven't met that guy. Yeah, man, I don't. I don't know. I don't see AJ losing, man. You seen him? No haircut. He looks like a, a rapper in album mode. <laughs> he looking like uh, he looks like Bruce Leroy from from The Last Dragon. <laughs> like, he, like, he he's ready. Yeah, he is, man. And I see a lot of his camp videos, sparring, and all that. And you, I, I know we got a few guys on like IG and Facebook that are in his camp that that we follow. And I see a lot of the photos and clips, and I, I feel like he's having a really good camp. As to where Ruiz, I'm not saying he, he isn't having a good camp, but a lot of his videos look the same, same little one-two punch, and he's losing a lot of weight, and is he spending his whole camp preparing for the fight, or is he spending his whole camp trying to lose weight? So, hey, man, he looked pretty damn good to me when he was through 62, I mean, he's probably bigger than that, but he looked pretty good to me. I don't think he should focus so much on losing weight all at once. Is it me, or is it, I don't I don't think he really losing weight. People, a lot of people say he's losing weight. He kind of looks the same to me. I don't know if he's really losing weight. The picture I, I saw, he looked a lot thinner. I don't think it matters. 
I think at the end of the day, he's still going to eat a Snickers before he goes out on fight night and gets inside and whoops his ass. <laughs> That's just where I'm standing, though. I mean, I'm one of those guys who just thinks he has his number. Just like y'all are going down that rabbit hole, I guess I'll jump down it with you. I think nah, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not against that because, like I said, it, it could be that. No, but I don't care. I feel, like, I feel like Anthony Joshua is going to fight the fight that Dustin and Jakeem are talking about, but I just think that eventually by the 10th, 11th, 12th, the championship rounds, I feel like he's going to knock him down. And he might stop him. The one thing about Ruiz, though, that I've seen, like, he doesn't get tired. For a big dude like that, he doesn't really get tired. You know what? He hasn't fought in Saudi Arabia, and he hasn't tried to been losing all this weight in camp. and all. Like, there's a lot of different circumstances now. Yeah, I feel like the pressure's on him this fight. Well, you know what? They're both under pressure, so I can't really say that all the pressure's on Ruiz. They've both already arrived in Saudi Arabia, so there can be no excuses of jet lag or any of that. They're both there 10 to 11 days in advance. So no excuses. They both seem to be in the best shape of their life, super focused. I'm excited. I don't care who wins as long as they fight Wilder or Fury for all the belts. And what's crazy is we're going to have a, uh, have that Fury and Wilder in February, so we're ending the year with these heavyweight bouts that are that's pretty much shaping up what 2020 is going to bring us, and we got a fight already in February. Yeah, it is well, You might even see a Super Bowl commercial for Wilder and Fury. Because it's happening February 22nd, so... Motion, dude. The playoffs and Super Bowl and Fox being involved and it's being the second fight and just everything that's going on, this is going to be huge. Yeah, that is a great point, Landon. The rematch will take place two weeks after the Super Bowl. So, like Landon said, there has to be a Super Bowl commercial or two, if not a couple, if not, you know, three or four. So, yeah, the promotion's going to be insane. Man... They might have Wilder and Fury at the damn Super Bowl. No, I'm about to say that. I can see that. And the fact, the fact that Wilder beat Ortiz like he did, and then Fury going to WWE, man, they can do maybe a 700, 800K. Nah, I, I They're going to hit a million. I think they could hit a million. If they do this right, they could hit a million. Yeah, I I wouldn't, I wouldn't doubt it. It's almost better that they waited a year. They had a couple couple fights. Like you said, Fury did WWE. Wilder destroyed Brazil. Knocked out Ortiz very impressively. They're both running real hot. They're both in the headlines. Fury's saying something different every other day like we know him to do. Got the Super Bowl mixed in. They didn't do it on Showtime. Now it's going to be Fox. You got ESPN behind it. This is going to be insane. Yeah, another, another thing to look at. If y'all haven't noticed, this is an ESPN, Top Rank, and PBC, you know, joint pay-per-view thing. So, hey, I'm just being hopeful. That means, you know, it could be a possibility of us Earl Smith and Terrence Crawford. I know we're talking about heavyweights, but, you know, think about yeah, that Yeah, kind of circumstance because I think he's kind of, I want to say he's got his own management and shit. He just fights under PBC because yeah, like, But, yeah, it, this could, I hope it bridges something. Even if it's not, it doesn't even have to be Bud versus Spence. Let it be Bud versus Garcia, Bud versus Porter, some somebody. Yeah. Who guys? Yeah. There you go. Anybody, anybody on on, on PBC. I, it gives I, us I, a little hope. <laughs> other than that, people need to be reminded that this is not going to be a Saturday night fight. Dustin, do you know the time? It's going to be like at four or five p.m. 4 or 5 p.m. because it's, uh, you know, Saudi Arabia. It's, I don't know what time zone that is, but just remember that, man. So 
I know a lot of my Mexican brothers, hey, y'all going to be getting day drunk. <laughs> and all my UK brothers, I'm, I'm sure. I don't know what time it'll be over there, but it'll be nighttime for y'all. So, hey, man, good luck to both. Yeah, it, might, it might be before 4 or 5, because I think there are different time zones than UK. And I know UK is always like 4 or 5 here, so it might be a little bit before 4 or 5. Oh, it might be like 2. Well, I had yeah. checked a week or two ago. You know what? While, while we speak, I'm going to pull up the zone right now, but... I thought it said that the event started at 12, but I'm literally pulling it up right now. So give me a moment. Okay, we got to be specific too. I'm West Coast time, so. Okay, I was wrong. The event starts at 10 a.m. Texas time. So for Felix in California, it'll be 8 a.m. Now there is a loaded undercard. But that means if you're in California, the main event's going to be noon or one. And if you're in Texas like us, Main event's going to be about 3 o'clock. This is going to be an afternoon heavyweight war. It's pretty rare, but don't think it's night time and miss this. Oh, this is beautiful because there's no college football. And that night you have Charlo Hogan and a couple other things. That So now we get to see. They're not going to overlap. It's going to be a beautiful day for boxing. So who do you think is going to win this rematch? Tell us on the page. Write a post. Put it in the comments. Write us a message. Just to throw in a thank you to everybody, we just broke 15,000 likes on the Facebook page. We've actually gotten several hundred. We're at 15 and a half. I think we're going to break 16K before the Joshua fight. So this fight seems to have people amped up. We thank you all for following us. And it sounds like we're very close to hitting 1,000 on the Instagram page. We're always putting dope videos on the YouTube. Our podcast also hits the YouTube channel as well as every outlet out there for all of your favorite podcast listening. So that's really all I got to say, guys. Got any final goodbyes, shout outs, thank yous? Yeah, like Justin said, we have 15K. Just keep liking and supporting us and we thank y'all. Okay, yeah. I mean, just to the Sweet Science Class family out there, just continue to support us. We're active on IG, Facebook, all the social media platforms. Look for us out there. We're all over the place. Uh, great fight coming up soon hope everybody enjoys it stay safe yeah and like Dustin said man 15k on Facebook he says 16k by AJ uh, Ruiz shit the way he's looking it might be 17 and we're gonna be hitting the 1000 on IG and that's because of y'all showing support and we're gonna keep trying to bring y'all that fire man yep everything that the guys said we can't appreciate y'all enough without y'all we can't do what we're doing and we get to bring y'all more, the more y'all support. It's a full circle, yin and yang. Don't forget, this fight is in the afternoon, 2, 3 p.m. probably for most of y'all. It's going to be amazing. And again, follow us on the page and tell us your thoughts. You know, If y'all have any ideas that you want to see us do, you know, just, just let us know. And a little sneak peek, in December we're going to be dropping something almost every day. We're, we're toying with some ideas. We may be doing a... 25 days to Christmas, knockout of the year, you know, 1 through 25 type thing. We're going to be dropping our pound-for-pound pound rankings. We've even got some awards for knockout of the year, prospect of the year, this and that. We've, we're working really hard behind the scenes. So in December, we're going to be dropping lots of fun stuff for y'all on Facebook and Instagram. Can't say it enough. We thank y'all. We love y'all. The Sweet Science Class is out.